Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I T I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Truculent Thursday continues on Oilers Now. This is Westwood One Radio. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We had Louis DeBrusque on. We had Brian Burke on. Next up, a guy who was drafted in the second round of the 1995 NHL entry draft, which took place in Edmonton. He had a way longer career than the guy the Oilers took in the first round. He became an Edmonton sporting icon. One of the things we've talked about is losing teeth in hockey. Now, my guess is, based on George's one-loss record, he knocked more teeth out than he ever had knocked out. But i got to ask him, George, welcome back to the show, big man. How you doing? Very good, Bob. Thanks for having me. But, Bob, one thing you have, you have to clarify for me. When you talk about one-loss record, what loss is that? <laughs> That's the way. That's yeah. the way. Do you, do, you ever, do you ever think you lost one? No. I you know what there is and one of the problems you had is because you're so damn big and we're so you know you had that left hand going that even when guys tied you it was like a moral victory for their team you know what I mean yeah no I know I know but 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 you really think they have a loss you know, the uh, well, some in St. Louis, you knocked, I remember Tony, I don't know if I ever told you the story. I was in St. Louis's truck when you fought Tony Twist in Edmonton, and that's when you were on the verge of becoming the heavyweight champ of the NHL. And Tony Twist, he lost all his, there's a term for it, but he lost his crap in the jersey off. His jersey came off, his shoulder pads came off, and you were, uh, you know, he used to spin guys around, and you had pretty good control of him. And he came into the truck, George, and I kid you not, he sat right next to me. I was doing Font Court and stats for St. Louis, and he goes, I don't know if I want to fight that big <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and that was Tony Twist. He was the heavyweight champion of the NHL at the time. So you bring up a valid point. I'm not sure if you ever if you ever lost. That's a great point. I don't know if you ever lost one. Like you, you but, drew, but, but you. But at, at worst, there's many draw. And you know my humility. If I if I did think that I did, I would over 150 fights. I would admit it, and I would say so. And but 
to be honest with you, of all the fights that I had, I have pretty good memory of all of them. Uh, I could pretty much argue with anyone that at worst, if you think that, I get, you, because people were so used to see me beating guys that if it was a draw, they're like, oh my God, what happened? So yeah. you're right. For a lot of guys, it was a moral victory to have a draw, right? Which well, like, happens sometimes. Like Darren Langdon was a smart little fighter. And he, yeah, him he, it was a draw. With, at New York, you know what? Darren Langdon was one of the toughest fights I had in the NHL. One of the toughest one. He's small. He was only 200 pounds. But that guy, he went for so long. It, I was I was dead. I was done for the game. After I fight with him, I couldn't. It took me the whole game to just recuperate from it because the referee kind of knew that when you fought this guy, the referee had to wait like four minutes before you break it in automatically when you see Langdon in the fight, you know? Yeah. Um, Sean Thornton, when you were with Montreal, Sean Thornton, that was a draw. I would say I'm trying to. Th- yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, but just but just so you know, when I fought Sean Thornton, if you look at the video the right way, when I fall down, I I I step on my glove and I yeah. slipped, and then I I got back up. So he's very lucky that I slipped on my gloves and stuff because usually I've never had a problem with him. Yeah, you when beat I, him. You beat him a couple times. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he even knows that I slipped on a glove, and you could see it on the video. Look properly when we threw the glove. I didn't throw it in far enough, and I slipped on it. So for people that didn't see that, they could be like, oh, was that because of a punch? No, not at all. So, Do uh, you know, one I remember is you guys went down to Carolina and Sandy McCarthy had just been traded to Carolina or signing. He just ended up in Carolina. And you got the left hand going and you just speed bagged him. Like, I don't think he landed a punch. And you got about, and it was like his first game. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. I do remember that one like it was yesterday. It was like, even me, I was surprised. I was like, when it was over, I was like, man, I was expecting to get at least one. <laughs> I guess, you know, after a while, when you're in your prime, you know, you don't really realize things, right? But because you look up to those guys when they come into the league, you're like, oh, my God. Like, how am I going to face those guys, those guys? But you have to realize that after a point, when you become in your prime, those guys are not anymore. And they're, and they're worrying more than you actually are. And that's what, that's when, that's why when I did that one, that's when I realized that, okay. Wasn't there, maybe, yeah. Sorry, George. George LaRock joining us. George, wasn't there a tall, was it Mitch Fritz or somebody from Tampa Bay? You had a fight with him and he had the reach on you, but he didn't want to trade inside. Like, he didn't want to. Okay, okay. So, you're right. The, the one that had the hardest time, I was in Montreal, he was with the Islanders. It was Mitch Fritz. Mitch okay. Fritz, he was like, yeah, you're talking about Carl Frederick, and, and which was, he was in Tampa Bay. You said I remember all my fights there, uh, Bob. He was yeah. in Tampa Bay, Carl Frederick, and uh, it was like uh, on the side of the bench of Tampa, it was more of a wrestling match. Yeah. But that guy was one of the strongest guys physically that I've ever fought. Yeah. But Mitch Fritz, with his reach, I couldn't get inside of him. That was He was playing with Long Island. And uh, it was insane. I couldn't get inside of him. And I kept, like, he kept swinging. And with the reach, I was kind of out of his reach and stuff. I caught him just once. But the one punch that I got him, he had to go for x-rays after. He had a big bulk on the side of his head. But if you look at that fight, it's one of the fights that didn't have much control in it. But he never landed anything. But it was a fight that it was really hard. Uh, I remember that one, too, and stuff. It was like, people were like, man, that guy, his reach is insane. But, yeah, it was was quite something. Man, I... Bob, you know, sometimes when people tell me about that stuff and now we're talking about it, I can't believe that I did that for a living. I can't believe <laughs> you know me as a person. It's so not my character. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, I was fighting guys. I was doing that for a living. 
like nining not out and i was just like my mentality of it i was like you know what if i'm the best at it then that way i don't have to do it as much because people will, uh, will, yeah. uh, will you know they'll be more quiet about my team and i'll give you something that is pretty funny in a warm-up often the guys will come up to me and they're like uh george come on please don't run around tonight i don't want to fight you and they, they, they say stuff like this or they will come in a face-off and they ask me they'd be like hey georgia uh do, do you have like triplets or whatever and i'd say no and then they go back to the bench saying like saying i asked him to fight and he said no you know they'd ask me questions like that and i just want to shake my head then they did their job they asked me there's so many things like this that happened before that uh, that that you know that i would never go to their team and tell them that sometimes that happened before but when a tough guy goes to you and doesn't want to fight and he says something like this you know that nothing is going to happen and then the game is going to be pretty quiet after that george larock joins us right now bob stoffer with you in oilers now it's truculent thursday george was there a guy that made you laugh like uh, a guy that was uh, a light heavyweight or a heavyweight that would kind of chirp and he just uh you know like he'd go up to you and go all right george let's have a fight here so i can get killed or something like yeah. that oh my god brad may all the time brad may, yeah like brad may every time we fight him he's like George, I know you're going to kill me, but I have no choice, so we have to go. <laughs> and, and, and then he's like, kill, don't kill me too much. Downey would say that, too. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Did I Aaron, Aaron Downey? Yeah, Aaron Downey would say that, too. He'd say, please don't kill me too much. Uh, there's many guys that actually would say that before the fight. And when they said that, I, I actually had pity for them. And I was like, I hope it's not going to be too bad for them, you know, because you didn't, you know, I never wanted to hurt anyone. But it was actually pretty funny because I would laugh. You know, I would laugh because, you know, you, you, the goal that you want to win, but you don't want to hurt anyone. But when they say that, you know they already lost before the fight even begins, right? So that's hey, George, I, I, yeah. I don't know if you know this. I don't think I've ever told you this, but my youngest sister is married to Aaron Downey's youngest brother. Aaron's oh, got wow. Yeah, so we had a couple pops together in Nelson, B.C. back in 2015. And he's not much bigger than me. Like, he's probably six foot and a half, maybe six one, and he was about 205. And I remember when he knocked Jesse Bullerys out cold. Like, he knocked him out cold with a punch. And I was talking to him about it, and he said, Bob, Jesse Bullerys knocked me on my ass the year before in the minors or two years before. He goes, that's how it is sometimes for most guys. Obviously not for George Larocque, because not too many guys ever got. But how's, how small of a world is that? You mentioned Aaron Downey. Yeah. And uh, his brother Kyle is married to my little sister yeah. Shauna. So and you, know, and you know when you talk about small guy, Raleigh Cote too was a, quite a gamer. He was small, and he would go toe-to-toe with anyone. So as TJ Stock. A small guy that would go toe to toe also, and not a fight to trade bombs against big guys. Those guys were nuts because they fight anyone. And another guy also in St. Louis. Who's that guy in St. Louis? Uh, Cam uh, Jansen. Yeah, him yeah. too. Like small guy, and and he would go toe to toe with big guys. Those guys were insane. Like they was like they have to be so brave because they give up at least forty pounds to 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 the opponent and, and one foot, and they go trade on there and stuff. They loved it. It, it is insane. When I look at it, some of those guys that did that, if I had anxiety by the job that what I was doing, I could just imagine those smaller guys, uh, Bob, that was smaller, and, and they would go toe-to-toe with, with guys like me. Uh, man, m- m- mad respect to them because, you know, it was not, it was, it's not an easy job to do.
Well, you mentioned P.J. Stock, and uh, Brent Sutter and Cam Moon are down in Red Deer, and they had Stephen Pete there. And Pete, uh, Stephen Pete, when he was with Washington, and P.J. Stock with Boston, those guys had two of the best f- fights ever. It was rock'em, sock'em uh, robots. You know, it was like uh, watching Gotti versus Ward, right, the the first yeah. time. They like, they just traded them and know it. It was, it was awesome. So, so about your teeth. So we've talked, I asked about this question about Brian Burke. Uh, I asked uh, Louis to brush this. Uh, you probably wouldn't be surprised when I've had teeth broken off. It's usually from eating blue whales or uh, Swedish berry candies, or maybe going to Dairy Queen, <laughs> getting a score blizzard from Dairy Queen. But have you? Uh, did you ever get a puck that got your uh, mouth or a, a stick that clipped you or anything like that in the teeth? You know, I'm so lucky because of all my fights, I never got a teeth knocked off. Nothing. Uh, never got a puck in the face, nothing either. And uh, the only thing once I got, I, I got a Steve Bejain stick that hit me in the teeth and and chipped like the front teeth like a bit, a bit of a chip, and then the, the dentist fixed it. But I didn't that nothing. I never my teeth are perfect, uh, Bob. I never never got any damage. I never got stitches from a fight. Also, uh, never got knocked out a concussion from a fight. Nothing. I feel so fortunate when you think of it because you would think that, you know, when people look at my teeth, they're like, have you lost any during your career? Like, no, 13 years, nothing. So that's why I feel so fortunate because I know most of, most of my friends, most of my brother, the people that did the job, like the nose, the teeth, everything is screwed up and they need to do facial surgery after they're done the career. Like, look at Jeff Hodges, looks like the elephant man now. But <laughs> other than that, you know, I feel fortunate that, you no, know, my teeth are fine and I still have my, uh, my smile. Uh, well, yeah, and you, yeah. You know, I have a theory on why you never got high sticked in the face, George, because nobody dared to do that to you because they didn't want to. They didn't want to get you too mad because I know you didn't get. Uh, I, I know you didn't fight mad often. I think once with Rob Ray, you were pretty upset and you had to tune in him, and he uh, he no, still. Actually, actually, no, no, no. Actually, with Rob Ray, I was not mad. I was scared. I was really? scared for my life. Yes, because you remember I called him out, and I was a rookie, and I didn't know that when you call the veteran out, the media brings it back. They do a countdown, Larac versus Ray. I didn't know that if you say something, they bring him back months later to haunt me. So I was like, Rob Ray's a veteran. He's going to want to kill me. And he mocked me. He's like, he was telling the media, what is he going to do, beat me up? He was laughing at me. And my cousin, Charlie Grantel, which was playing in Buffalo, was like, George, what are you doing? Rob Ray's going to kill you. And I was like, tell him that I'm sorry. That's what I was saying to my cousin before I played him. So I was scared, Bob. I didn't know the result was going to be like this, right? The only time in my career that I was mad in a fight, and we talked about this before, is when I, I fought at Grant Myers. Yeah. But other than that, that's the only time. I've never fought mad. And thankfully, I, I'm not, uh, I never fought mad. Because if I did fought mad, I would have killed somebody in my career for sure. Because, you know, I never, I, I always stopped when the guy was down. He was in a bad position, very liberal right. position. Guys knew right. that. The referee knew that. But if you fight mad, you don't stop. You want to bring him to the ground. You want to put him on the ground, right? But I never yep. had that mentality, which is good. Because, you know, sometimes I got criticized in Emerson because by the media that was saying that I wasn't mean enough. I think I was, I was one like, of those guys, George. Yeah, I think I used were. to... Yeah, yeah. And, and they were like, you should be, be more mean. More. And I was like, in my mind, it didn't make sense because, like, I'm fighting for a living. Like, I'm yeah. beating guys for a living. Like, are you kidding me? Telling me about being more mean? Like, I was never about to be a bully. Like, Brusher was like that. Brusher was a bully. He was one of the toughest guys in the league, but he was a bully, too. But his peer didn't respect him, too. 
You know what uh, I mean? You know my feel. You know my feelings on Brashear. I mean, even even with you, when you were in Pittsburgh, you were you were working them right over, and the the linesman got in between, and you you had him down, and you didn't you didn't hit him when he was down. Three times, three times I got him down, and I stopped. I stopped yeah. three times. In that and time. he came up the one time, remember, and he popped you. Like a, yeah. you know, and you were shaking your head. That was very. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I thought it was over three times. He's down, and then it's like when he gets up, I think it's over, and then he gives me one, and then well, I don't expect it, right? So, that, which, which is which is fine. But I'm saying that I wasn't like that. Me, it was yeah. so important to respect whoever. Did you know who was George? You know who was mean? Dave Brown was a little mean. Oh, really? Dave, well, he had a killer instinct. Like he, he would hurt you. Well, you told us the story about, and well, Ralph, we got to get going here. But I remember you telling me the story when you lined up against Dave Brown in preseason. Yeah, but that's because, I, like, in my mind, I was like, he broke two Grinson's face. I'm coming out a junior, and I'm like, I wish I had my visor when I was facing him, and it didn't. Right. I was like, oh my god, my face was cleared up. He's in front of me, and I'm like. Oh my God, Dave Brown is right there. This is the guy that has to fight to be in the NHL. Forget it. I'm going back to junior to win the Memorial Cup. I don't want to be here. Are you kidding me? I fought Frederick Oduya that game because I didn't want to fight Dave Brown. And when Dave Brown actually scored, it was an exhibition game. I wanted to congratulate him, you know, when he scored, just so he doesn't get mad at me to ask me to fight, you know? Louis was playing on my line, actually that game and even louis was afraid of him i was like man if louis is afraid of dave brown and i'm the rookie on the lineup how do you think i'm feeling because you know i would think that maybe louis said george let's change spot you know i'm gonna go on your side maybe to, to look after the rookie no he stayed on the on the left side i was down in front of a monster that broke two games in face i'm like my poor little junior face Oh, I played a couple of exhibition games and everything. It was awesome. And not calling people from the hospital. Yeah, sorry, mom. My portable bone is broken, just like these two Grimson. I'm going to come back as Robocop with a couple of plates on my face because I was stupid enough to fight Dave Brown. And that year, when he retired, I wanted to do a party. Junior, I was like, yes, he's not going to be there next year. No Dave Brown to deal with. I was the happiest guy when he retired, man. I was afraid of that guy. Oh, we're, we're going to replay that segment. That is awesome, George. Hey, great stuff. It's the truth. It's the truth. That's, hey, uh, that was highly engaging. Thank you for your time. We'll talk next week, all right? Anytime, brother. All right, that is George LaRock. Wow. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, he obviously had a healthy amount of respect for uh, Dave Brown. 150 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad.
153 in Edmonton, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. They have eight dine-in locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, to the Stan Oilers history, Mr. Escott, back at the 630 Chad Studios. What do you got? Back in 2010, the Oilers signed 28-year-old Sherwood Park product Ben Andres to a one-year deal. He was the captain of the Toronto Marlies, never actually cracked the Oilers roster. Instead, he had 22 points in 80 games for Oklahoma City and then left for the Dell. Yeah, Ben ended up punching above his weight class a couple times, as I recall, with the Maple Leafs back in the day. Uh, good guy. Uh, Mitch has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Mitch was in Lethbridge yesterday, Atchison today, and he says, for my money, Dave Brown is the toughest I've seen, and no one is close as an oiler. Well, you heard George say it. He never lost one. Uh, Jared says, Bob, George is the best radio. Darcy says, that was great fun. Uh, Sparky Kev says, wow, uh, what a gem the rock is. People probably think I'm a crazy person laughing to myself at work listening to his stories. Uh, Jensen says, Bob, next time mute your mic so we can hear George tell the whole, the whole story without you laughing, ruining our chance to hear it clearly. Okay, we'll work on that. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Yeah, George, uh, George had it going on. I mean, that's... <laughs> I was just so glad he retired so I could leave junior. Uh, I have a feeling Dave Brown probably, given the fact that he was a lefty and George was a lefty, I, well, I've talked to Dave Brown about George before. Healthy amount of respect for uh, George's abilities. And again, you heard George say it. He doesn't think he ever lost one. So, and that's, you know what? Who's to argue with him? Again, you can text us at any time in our Ashley Five Floors text line tomorrow. We will have Elliot Friedman uh, will join us for the River Creek Resort Casino. He's back uh, from his little uh, trip away for got a couple days off, and uh, tomorrow could be a big day from the National Hockey League, from the NHLPA and uh, the NHL Board of Governors. We'll also have Kevin Weeks on from the NHL Network and my play-by-play partner, Jack Michaels. What's shaking tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? You're going to hear from Morley Scott to do with, uh, of course, the Eskimos and uh, Hal Gill out of of, uh, Nashville. He's their color analyst, Mark Kennedy, um, from curling circuit around here in Alberta as well. All right. Up next, uh, we've got ourselves a global news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell. Uh, we'll have the simulcast of the Rob Breckenridge Show out of CHQR 770 Radio in Calgary. Have a terrific Thursday on a truculent one. So long, everybody from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.